0: Up. Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. I am uh, Papa Spice, and I'm here with my two uh, boys, uh, Hans and Harry, as the name we're implies. We're the boys. Yes. <laughs> the Hot Takes crew is here to uh, talk some pop culture with you. Uh, Hans, how you doing, buddy?
1: Good. Normally, I'd say happy Wednesday, but we're recording a little earlier today, so I can't say happy midweek. Still got one more day for that. But hanging in there, uh, you know, just doing the whole work thing and trying to fit in as many as many TV shows and missed opportunities and shows been going back a lot on a, on a bunch of stuff. And, and it's, it's becoming very overwhelming.
0: There is. <laughs> so. Yeah, there is quite a bit of content out there right now. We're <laughs> going to talk about that in a little bit. But Ara, how you doing, buddy? Uh, you're the reason we're recording a little early I... this week. Care to explain
2: why? You know, spoiler alert. Yeah, Um, I mean, talking about the content game and feeling overwhelmed, I am doing the Philadelphia Film Festival over the next 11 days. Now, I'm not seeing movies every day because I have a job and I have a life, um, but I will be seeing, I think, a movie, I think, uh, for about eight of the 11 days. So I'm um, excited to share those uh, on our next episode of what I saw to kind of give people hopefully some Oscar Beatty movies. Um, you know, it's uh, the Philadelphia Film Festival. Just, you know, it's not as prestigious as Toronto or Cannes or even the New York Film Festival, but there'll be some gems in there. Um, um, so I'll share that. And uh, I mean, luckily for Chris, we get to record on a Tuesday, so he'll be able to watch the Sixers tomorrow and Wednesday and everything's going great with them. So, um, yep. yeah, no, nothing's wrong. Everything's good. It's going to be a wonderful game.
1: Yeah, nothing. No, no drama <laughs> at all going on.
2: I think we should. I think we should have just recorded on Wednesday to spare you. But uh, I am. Uh, I'm watching French Dispatch tomorrow. That is the
0: one of the first movies on the nice. list. Nice. So. That's one go. I'm definitely looking forward to. So I'm a little jelly there. Um, Come on, okay, down. yeah. <laughs> so, a trip. Uh, <laughs> just a, a minor trip. Uh, what we are here to talk about tonight is what we're watching. Uh, so we're going to go over a couple TV series and a movie that we watched recently, and uh, you know we'll go in depth with those. Um, as always, spoiler warning: we're going to be digging wow, into wow, wow. Uh, each of these and talking spoilers so if there's any topic that uh you haven't seen yet hit that pause button go watch it come back and then uh give us a listen or a watch um so we're gonna start out on the movie side first and (laughs) we're gonna start out with halloween kills uh the latest in the franchise the uh the halloween slash michael myers franchise i mean it's uh i know there was one movie sans michael but um for the most part. Uh, he's in all of them. And oh boy, this sure was a movie. Um, so let's start out with the positives uh, from, from my point of view here. Anyway, I, I thought the score was fantastic. Um, John Carpenter, uh, he had a little help doing the score here, but um, he changed up the main theme a little bit, you know, kind of did a remix, which is good because even though the original, uh, dun, 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 you know, that It's iconic, but you can only hear it so many times, man. Like, so I'm glad that he switched it up and, uh, and it, it sounded really good. The remix was pretty fire. Um, body count was high and there were (laughs) some solid (laughs) kills. Hey, look, if you're going to see a slasher movie, that's important. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm glad that. that, you know, I'm glad Michael went on a rampage and I'm glad they had some pretty unique kills in there. Um, those were both served to give me my primary enjoyment with this movie because there wasn't much else uh and i thought the concept of the plot was good it was just poor execution uh you know the, the concept being uh the town finally gathers together and says we're not gonna take it anymore uh, a la twisted sister and, gonna <laughs> take it. and uh you know they kind of form a, a bit of a lynch mob to go after michael and and take the fight to him as opposed to just you know waiting around to be uh killed and added to that body count unfortunately those are the only positives i had <laughs> did, did you guys have any other thoughts or positives uh for halloween kills uh, I I
1: think I I saw like the first half of the first one that at least the one from 2018 that came out, and mm-hmm. I, I think I fell asleep during it. I just I and I never really had the desire to go back and watch it. Um, from my understanding, like this has nothing like th- it basically retconned everything Halloween until this point, right? Like so, it, like H H2, two H two O that one didn't count, and like
0: LL it, baby, it, it let's goes, go. In this version, it goes the original Halloween. Then Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills. So like okay. anything from like Halloween two forward and the H two O timeline, none of that existed.
1: Okay, um, I don't think I've seen Halloween. Like I don't think I've seen any other Halloween except like the first one and the Rob Zombie one,
0: which okay. I actually
1: really enjoy. And I, I I I like the first, like the the Rob Zombie one. I agree, the second one is a little wacky, but mm-hmm. I mean it's a horror franchise, and Rob Zombie's not really the most stable mind. Um, but um I think with this, like this this didn't feel like a like a horror movie, it felt like more like an action movie. And it just I I I, it just I was not entertained. Like I agree the score was cool, (laughs) but like the first 10 minutes, I like I I tried to like take notes on it and say like where I like was mentally at watching it, and about halfway through, like maybe 30 minutes through, I stopped taking notes because I'm like I'm going to either remember stuff like because of being how bad it was or I'm just not going to care. And mm. and I don't want to like whenever I'm watching any movie, I don't want that to happen. I, I think like some I, I, is Anthony Michael Hall in the first one, the one from 2018 or does he just show up? Uh, He is not in He's
2: that one. Not in the 2018. Are though. half of these
1: people because they just look it's like this. This town is the dumbest town in the entire world <laughs> because they have like this. This I almost said a bad word, but they uh, like they have like this stuff go on. And like now they're just like fighting like, at why are they showing up with bats <laughs> and everything to like and one and, and We're going one in has, baby let's go. One person has like an iron to fight Michael Myers like, like the it has one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen like kills in a movie is when he kills the doctor nurse or whatever she like he kicks the car door and she shoots herself. Uh, I don't I, I I just it's look, inventive. yeah but it sure did but like i I don't like at one point michael myers becomes like a hand-to-hand combat expert like i always thought like he walked around with a knife and stabbed people but then he takes on a whole town by basically like somehow like mastering hand-to-hand combat and he, i didn't know he was that quick like he's fast Mm -hmm. and it just i just and he's apparently immortal too like i don't (laughs) I, I just I just didn't get it. Like I, I and I don't know if that's like how he is from like the whole like series. Like I he's supposed to be evil. Like that's you know, we hear elongated. about it through the whole yeah, we hear about it through the whole damn movie about evil, 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 evil. And like even Jamie Lee Curtis says like he's not a man, like I always thought he was flesh and blood, but he like like that he's doesn't explain not. like just why didn't anyone like shoot him in the head or like oh I'm sorry you did, but that's the whole point of the whole movie because Will Patton earlier as a cop shot didn't didn't want to shoot him in the head or so i don't know i i lost focus but it <laughs> he just missed it the got shot. <laughs> I, he missed the shot yeah and i'm like i just whatever it got it made me really mad because i wanted to like it and like i heard a lot of people like raving about it and then when i watch i'm like i don't like why like it felt like a very like i feel like this scene that you could have put this at the end of like the first one or the beginning of the third one, if they make a third one, which I'm sure they are. Oh, yeah. And you didn't need a whole movie. Yeah. It's kind of like, as much as I'm going to use a bad example, like The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies, that movie is like two and a half hours long. That's one chapter in a book. You can easily make that the third of a movie, not a whole like length of a movie. And I feel like this could have been in there somewhere else. It just, it got really weird, like really quick. So that that's kind of, I don't know. This okay. town. Sucks. So those are your like, problems. They are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this town is the, the the worst town. Like I don't understand. Like do you? Obviously, people are moving into this town, and no one's catching on to like all this bad stuff that's just happening. And there's a, a a rampant killer who just shows up every once in a while and no, killing <laughs> no, no. random people.
0: Here's here's the thing because this ignores all those other movies. So technically, there there hasn't been an incident since like 1963 up until this uh, night. Okay. And this is the same night as the Halloween 2018. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. 63 was the original killing and then 78. Okay. So this was. All right. So the first one. This is only technically the second time he's come back.
1: Okay. So this one is like the same pretty much like directly after the 2018 one.
0: Yes. All of it. This whole trilogy, because the next one is called Halloween ends. Ends. um, It all takes place during one night. Got it. Okay.
2: All right. Yeah. Well.
0: Glad I knew that. <laughs> uh, any positives for Halloween kills?
2: <laughs> yeah, listen, I think uh, I think Chris was watching this with my wife and me because my <laughs> wife uh, felt the same way he did. Uh, this town is the dumbest town ever. Um, so she's never seen any of the Halloween movies. So trying to explain it, and then so I kind I kind of came up with like the Fast and the Furious comparison. Where it's like in the first one, like they're just kind of stealing cars and doing all this like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that and stealing DVD players. And then they kind of grow to be like superhuman and like these superheroes that are saving the world one day at a time um, and relied upon. Um, Yeah. So the other thing that I think Chris uh, was getting at, too, is so in Michael Myers is born in 1957. Mm -hmm. He's six years old when he kills his sister. And then he gets put away and then he comes back out in 78. And mm-hmm. so he's like, what is that? 15 years later. So 60s like 21, 21, give or take. Week. And now it's in 2018 and he's like 60 years old. Merkin dudes. He's just out there killing people. He's, he's a savage. Like, Just let that sink in. Think about the 60 year olds in your life. And if uh, if you think they're going to be mass murder, we Um, we should
0: be so lucky to have his stamina.
2: Seriously. (laughs) At age 60. Um, Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Like the nice little throwback to 78 in the beginning of the movie, as you were talking about with positives, Greg, let's try to stay positive here. Halloween theme still slaps. Um, Then we get into like the Tommy Doyle stuff and evil dies tonight and he starts that chant and it's just really weird. Um, when he thinks that they, they see Michael Myers and it's one of the guys from prison who's like a short, stocky, bald, poor yeah. man's Danny DeVito. And it's like, you're telling me you think this is Michael Myers? Um, you know, Michael Myers, I picture being six foot eight or six foot six. Like, I, it just doesn't add up to me. Um, I thought this was like very covid movie. Because, like, I felt like watching it, I was like, oh, maybe like this was like kind of changed because of COVID. And then we get to the hospital scene with the riot breaking out. And I was like, oh, they didn't, they didn't care about any rules here. Um, so I don't think that was the case at all. Um, I also forgot to mention in the beginning, this movie made $50 million. What are you guys' thoughts on that? $50 million at the box office. This movie was released on NBC, which is, I think, how. Most of us watched it. I watched it that way. Yeah, same. Um, because I just didn't get a chance to go see it in theaters. Would have saw it in Dolby, but just, you know, one of those things like we talked about, content, content, content. We're banging it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, 50 mil. Like, I, that's that's insane, too. I mean, I get it. It's October. It's Halloween, you know, um, is coming up. But uh, that's
0: wild to me for the 50 mil. I think it um, makes a little bit of sense. I'm sorry. Did, did you? No, know? go ahead, No, go ahead. Yeah, okay. go ahead um the 2018 movie had uh some goodwill towards it you know most people yeah I like the first I like the first one
2: it was it ends you know it ends I mean no I mean spoilers whatever but like it ends with like Judy Greer pretending to be this oh my god mom I don't believe you and then like flipping the script and being like oh she's in on it like we got him um you know but yeah I really like it was fine movie but like that was a cool little twist ending there
0: right so I I think that probably lended some assistance to you know people wanting to go out and see this uh also peacock i mean i don't know how widespread it is i mean certainly it it probably does not have the numbers of disney plus or hbo max or anything let alone netflix so you know i don't know how many people watched it streaming uh so yeah and and the the reasons you mentioned like you said it's a halloween movie halloween's coming up it's october so just surprising
2: With with the with, with Bond being out and The Last Duel, which uh, both are much better movies than this. Uh so kind of surprising to me. But um I was gonna say too, I mean, I know we'll be talking about it later, but uh if you got NBC, it's because you need to watch Premier League games early in the morning. So uh <laughs> that's that's the reason I own it. The only reason. Nice. So
1: what yeah. did you
0: have, uh hands?
1: Like I I, I I first of all, I didn't even realize that was Anthony Michael Hall because the thing I last time <laughs> I saw him in anything was um was the dark night and he yeah, was only in that shot. for like a, like a half minute yeah and i don't ever i like i don't think the last time i ran, i saw him and i looked at the cast list afterwards and i was like oh that's i think like i looked at someone's notes in here and he said anthony michael hall i'm like oh that's him and like there's a lot of like good cast in here like judy greer's good the one guy who i actually is like like a ri- and we're gonna probably like maybe circle back a little bit um if you guys i, I forget his name um one of the the mob people um jesus lonnie the guy who's mm. kid like he's oh, robert longstreet like that guy like shows up and like he's actually in like midnight mass he's in uh haunting a hill house and he's like a really good actor and i feel like this like movie used a lot of really good actors and just kind of wasted them and on like a terrible script and i know like greg you like think you kind of mentioned that where it's just like it just a, a like i i don't I, I can't think of any good things and i'm like i'm not coming from like i like i've said before i'm not a horror fan but like even from this like a movie fan like i didn't i i i didn't feel scared or like like tense during this whole movie because like things just happen and for no reason like why didn't michael kill an old lady for no reason with the uv light or the ultra the 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 light above the sink he just ripped it out it. and stabbed her for no reason Cut it
0: this, well, this, I mean this he's Michael been, Myers. <laughs> I <understand, laughs> been 80 like,
2: minutes, 80 minutes. Cut that scene, cut the other I scene I, with the singing neighbors. Like, get rid of them. Dude,
1: I was getting really like cringe during that whole talent show. And the dude's like uh. doing like beat poetry about Michael Myers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is this is getting really cut weird. Cut it. But um, <laughs> like, even like Harry, you mentioned the guy in the hospital, which I really like. I felt so weird during that whole part because I'm like, yeah, like this guy's shorter than me, and he has like like bald like he's balding and like everyone like no one is Michael Michael Myers get him yeah and they're all like trying to kill this guy when he's like shorter than half of them and like obviously Michael Myers wouldn't run away like he just would eventually kill everyone and it just like and then the guy jumps out of a building and like that character proved no relevance to the story only to prove that oh they're they are like becoming savages and like they're like the, the town's just becoming like you know showing what a bob is michael and like you know yeah. like and i'm just like
0: this it's funny that you here. say that because yeah like that that death was pretty gory and i i liked the the gore in it but like yeah there was no relevance like once he's dead it's just like okay move on like that was yeah, like, go oh it's not
1: him oh all right like speak <laughs> up no remorse and then, like
0: afterwards no one felt bad they're just like oh, all right well yeah <laughs> well let's move on to the negatives since those were the positives i guess that was kind of a mixed bag um i mean it Some made 50 the- million dollars it probably didn't cost that much
2: dude transformers yeah. oh, maybe yeah. me-
1: transformers movie make a billion a billion dollars i don't i i
0: money oh. means
2: nothing to me now i'll take a transformers <laughs> movie over this any day of the week yeah i know um, probably me too
0: <laughs> so you guys talked a lot about the characters. I thought most of the characters were very unlikable. Uh, the few that were likable uh, were Laurie, who was barely in it. Uh, you know, uh, Jamie yep. Lee Curtis. Um, she's basically confined to one room for the majority of the movie. Yeah, it was weird. And, uh, Big and then they put and her back John- in the room. Yeah, he leaves the room yeah. and then goes back to the same room. <laughs> yes. And uh Big John and Little John, I actually liked. I thought they were pretty good. <laughs> Got um,
2: it. No, you didn't, need you to didn't be like, big listen, John, John?
0: 85 to
2: 90 minutes lean. Let's Which like, this. Big John?
0: Big John was the bigger one, right? Like <laughs> No, Big John was the little guy and Little John yes. was the big one. That's yeah. what makes it funny. I guess. Who were they? Were they like? <laughs> They, no, they, they moved into uh the original lawyer's oh. home. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know with their the names, kids with okay. the candy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ones, yeah. yeah. All, yeah. yeah.
1: I'll Which get to I the think, negatives in that in a second.
0: I think that scene with them scaring the kids was just to, you know, make them a little more than one dimensional. Uh cut it. But yeah, probably could have been cut. But um, but you know, I, I enjoyed them. But beyond that, all the rest of the characters were super unlikable. Very stupid, as you guys said, Uh, just nothing really redeeming about them. Um, Terrible, terrible dialogue, especially from Jamie Lee Curtis and Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis's diatribes about Michael (laughs) being pure evil and stuff like that, especially uh, in the middle and towards the end just brutal to to have to sit there and listen to and anthony michael hall i swear half of his dialogue was evil dies tonight like yeah that, he said that, that was line. The script I, yeah that should have been like a drinking game because people would be wasted by the end uh get him, tommy get him yeah. yeah and and it's a shame too because you know the the character of tommy was in the original obviously uh not played yeah. by michael or anthony michael hall but um you know, he was a, a sweet kid, and now seeing him transformed as this ridiculous adult is just I, I don't know. It wasn't a character twist that I enjoyed. Um, any thoughts on the dialogue or the characters? Um, that the 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 couple, the big
1: John and Little John, I thought mm-hmm. it was so stupid. Like the whole they they pulled the whole like um the kids pulled the whole razor blade in the in the candy. Like <laughs> that was and the kids up. are and the guys are like buying it. They're like, Oh my god, like like, like, like what happened? Like you would know if you put r- big razor blades in your candy, just say you didn't do it. Dummies. Well, unless they were, well, maybe along.
0: they bought them like that or so. I, I don't know. You know, I maybe know. it was a factory just, issue.
1: <laughs> I maybe, I don't know,
0: but it just, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, like, I
1: get your point. That whole, like, it just, they, they serve nothing to the purpose of the fact that they, they just bought the Myers house. That's it. That's that's mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. They did not need to be in the movie. They could have had the house abandoned and I'd probably still be like, think it'd be like, well, all right, well, that makes sense. No, so a couple had to move in and Michael had to kill them because that's what he does. Two more to the body count, baby. Dude, yeah. What well, I, you know, I'm going to look up what the body count is in this movie. <laughs> but, uh, At least confirmed. Well,
2: I was going to say, yeah, as far as I mean, like the first one, as I mentioned, I thought was fine. I thought it was a solid entry or re-entry is whatever you want to call it. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the whole thing of the generations of, you know, from Jamie Lee Curtis to Judy Greer's character to her daughter, Mm -hmm. um, Allison, I think is the character's name, because, well, she almost, yeah. And then it's just like, I felt like this diverted a lot from that on that building of those relationships or that story. And like it just seems like this town, as Chris was mentioning earlier, just shows up when it's when it wants and disappears when it wants. And one of the letdowns for me, as far as the characters are, is Judy Greer. Like as her daughter is about to die, comes in with the pitchfork, stabs Michael in the back, and then like stomps his face on the step and is like, "We did it." And it's like, come on, like like those <laughs> are the characters who should be like, "Now nah, let's get the gasoline." Like let me just give a couple more stomps in. Like let me wait for backup. Like and it's just whole. It's this yeah. whole nonsense of just, like, those should be the people who are like, we, we shouldn't stop here. And even, like, the whole gang mob riot that, like, gangs up on him at the end when he turns into, like, a god and or a demon and is like, <laughs> psych, I'm not dead. Like, come on, guys, like, finish it. Like, why are we all of a sudden stopping? Like, we, th- we think we're good. Like, you know the story. We all are aware. Um, yeah, you got to go Michael Bolton
0: on that printer. <laughs> yeah,
2: but, it, but as far as, like, a slasher yeah. film, if you're looking for... I, I want to call it like subpar Netflix like horror where it's like, that's <laughs> like, this is like a good go-to for it. Like this, if it wasn't on, you know, if it wasn't on NBC universal, uh, you know, that is Peacock, totally a genre say. by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Subpar, garbage, Netflix, garb- horror. Yeah, subpar <laughs> yeah. Netflix horror. I'm looking at you, Sean Flaville. I'm looking at you, Greg Rice, <laughs> maybe even Tim Biggerton. I'm looking at you guys. Um, but yeah, that's the, uh, those, those are the, uh, the films for that. So. Chris, what was Hands, the body count? I'm looking. The IMDb didn't have it, of course. Uh, of course. They didn't. 34 well, deaths.
1: 34.
2: Okay. So, like I said, that's good. Including I all like the firefighters? I probably firefighters. are included. Yeah, probably that's like firefighters five or six right there.
1: Random couples that Michael kills and, and you know,
2: half the yeah. town at the end. All right. 34 sounds good. Yeah. Cut his head off.
0: Uh, speaking of um, characters, uh, one thing I forgot to mention: to zero character development. <laughs> there was just absolute absolutely none. Zero. You know, nobody grew or learned or anything like that. It was like, and granted, you know, I get it. This is all within the place of one night, but yeah. even still, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's kind of a cop out to not have any growth or development whatsoever. Like, um, I figured out it like without seeing the whole
1: first one. I figured out who each person was, except with the exception of like ask, you know, I didn't know like Tommy, like and all those people, but then I didn't like, they didn't care. They were just like, whoa, here's a bunch of angry mob. Like, here's Anthony yeah. Michael Hall running around the randos, just being like, hey, you want to kill Michael Myers? Kids, old people, come on. What's the worst that you can do? You got to yeah. find a sharpest or dumbest object in your house and grab it. Like, someone well, came it- showed up with an iron.
0: So here's here's one thing with character development. It's not really development because it's a totally different branching path. But like probably my only gripe about the 2018 Halloween was Laurie Strode. Um, I she half the movie. She's like a PTSD survivor. And it's like, okay, I get that. And then the other half the movie, she just flips the switch and she's like Sarah Connor all of a sudden. Yeah. Hunting down Michael Myers. Doomsday prepper yes and she isn't even either of those in this movie she's just like kind of this ambivalent character that waxes poetic on the nature of evil and michael myers and yeah. it's like laying in it's battle, not even man. it's not even consistent with what happened you know earlier on so i don't know yeah. it's just strange to me um yeah out she of like all
1: injects d- herself with painkillers and she's like make it a double like all right that's <laughs> it like stupid like why is she in this movie
0: uh, out of all the kills there was really only one major kill in my opinion which was um Laurie's daughter uh, Karen uh, Judy Greer. Yeah, Judy, yeah. Um so you know as far as the stakes go for this movie I, you know it's just like all right well I get it a lot of randos and and townsfolk got killed and stuff but you know what is what does it all mean I guess I just I struggle with that question. <laughs> I mean it like, looks like I, Yeah. Good
2: good well it looks like we're getting a laurie michael myers like showdown yeah um and i mean they yeah. hinted that at the end with the flashing to each of them um but yeah super disappointed in that uh whole kind of uh killing her in my opinion Dude. but his
1: third one's going to be like them fighting with like katanas or something or something nice like, <laughs> like a samurai <laughs> showdown like, yeah, yeah like a little samurai a lot of bride, bride and uh <laughs> yeah all of a sudden they're, they're martial arts experts <laughs>
0: Uh, The only other point I had, which, you know, kind of speaks to what you had mentioned earlier, Hans, uh, with The Hobbit was ultimately, I mean, this just felt like a filler movie, like it was a waste of time. You know, it's cool to see Michael go on a rampage and everything, but like without any other meat on that bone whatsoever. It was just like, what's the point of this? Uh, All of this, in my eyes, could have been removed. And, you know, extend the first one a little bit, extend the, the third one a little bit. Boom. But second chapter, totally unnecessary. I, I mean, and that's coming from a guy who is a Halloween fan. I mean, admittedly, it's not my favorite franchise of slashers, but I really enjoy them. And just seeing this, it's like this this movie didn't need to exist. So I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think? If If I could give this an IMDb rating because I
1: don't have an account, I'd put this like a one. Like it just, I, I don't, I think I gave it a one on letterbox. I'm pretty sure I'd give it a one on letterbox.
0: I gave it a one Um, and a half.
1: (laughs) Maybe I, whatever. Yeah. I gave it something pretty low. Um, But I'll, I'll never watch this again. Like I might watch Halloween ends just, or I'll just read like a Wikipedia plot summary of it um, just to save myself the time. But I don't, I, I will never watch a Halloween movie after this. Not because Uh, I'm scared or anything, because like I'm always going to think about this movie. And I like I never want to think about it again. Yeah.
0: Hair.
2: And I got disappointing news. I put in the calendar when Halloween uh, ends comes out. Uh, I booked all next October, so uh, oh, yeah. we're gonna be watching. See if I stick around for that one. <laughs>
0: Ranking the Halloween movies. I might be on vac. I might be on vacation. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. So um, yeah. No, I mean, suit. Like I said, the first one I thought was at least solid. Um you know, you could maybe categorize as fine two and a half out of five stars, whatever you want to say, maybe even three. Um, but this one, yeah, big, just a big L. Like I said, it feels, it felt very fast in the furiously where it's like, if you're here for, you know, Michael Myers and for the Halloween elements of, you know, what it is like that you're going to get what you want. And if you look at the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 70% and the critic score is like 20%. And Usually it's about in between there. You know, if you average them, I would say that's how you try to judge a movie, you know, because sometimes critics can be a little uppity and sometimes the crowd can not know what they're talking about for it. So, Fair point. um, but yeah, uh I mean, listen, let's, let's, let's close this out next October. Halloween ends. I'll be there. Um, You know, evil dies tonight, baby. Let's go. Let's ride. <laughs> uh
0: So if you guys are on the fence about Halloween kills, which, you know, you haven't, uh, we just went through a spoiler review, so I don't I don't know how you could be, but um, if you're on the fence about whether to see Listen. it, I would say even if you're the hardest hardcore Halloween fan, you know, it, you could probably skip this or, you know, check it out on streaming. Build a um, higher or
1: longer fence.
0: Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on from movies and now we're going to switch to uh, series, uh, not necessarily TV because. Both the topics we're talking about aren't on traditional TV, but on streaming platforms. Uh, so first, we're going to start off with Squid Game. Hans, why don't you take us through that? What do you think?
1: Oh, this kind of took over basically like the world. Um, yeah. You know, it, if you're not familiar with it, is it's not I don't think it's I don't want to say it's not a what's not a unique story in terms of I feel like it's been done before in terms of like Battle Royale and. Uh, the condemned with Steve Austin. Um, you know, I feel like that doesn't get not that, that, that isn't talked about <laughs> enough. So I'll throw that in there. Um, you know, basic summary. It's, it's a South Korean uh, show that um, a bunch of people who are struggling financially end up going into these games that um, if you break the rules or you lose, you're not just eliminated, but you're killed. Um, so, you know, it's a basic premise. Um, you know, it, 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 it's not a movie it's a it's a nine episode series um the rise of right now they only have one season um i actually remember watching, like looking at netflix maybe about a month ago probably about a week after the shot before like everyone started watching it and i was kind of intrigued with it i didn't start watching it then but i was just kind of like this is weird like i feel like i'm going to watch this at some point and then in the next like two weeks everyone i feel like i feel like i was yeah. like behind the eight ball where everyone was watching it and um, I, I I think like the whole concept of the show, even though it's not considered original, I think the idea of how they did it is fantastic. Um, you know, they they pull a lot of a lot of um, child's games that you know we probably played as a little kid and put pretty high stakes on it. Um, so you have like 456 people competing in this. Um, you, you really like I, I don't even think there's a person to root for. like usually you have, these kind of movies where there's considered like a hero, and um, you know the main guy, four fifty six. I can't. I don't remember his his um, real name, but Eun. Yeah. yeah. So he's. I guess. I, I guess you kind of rooting for him. For the he's. I guess the least morally bankrupt. Um, but you follow, like, his story through, um, you know, how he's struggling financially. And then it really focuses on, like, I guess, like, five or six other characters. Um, you get a really cool backstory episode with them. Yeah. Um. You know, simple games, but I feel like they're, like, the complexity of them is, like, like, was kind of really well done where it wasn't just necessarily, like, you know, there's a lot of strategic, like, strategy involved, like, with the Honeycomb games and, like, Tug of War and... I thought, like, I was really kind of blown away after, like, the first two episodes where I was kind of like, all right, like, I'm kind of pulled in. I think episodes like three and four were like, all right, I'm here to stay. Like, I'm, I'm not going to like, this is the kind of bingeable show where, um you know, we've talked about before, like, we want it all at once or week by week. I'm glad they released this on Netflix all at once because I feel I feel like this was that kind of show where you're just like, you really want to know what's happening next. Um, a lot of really cool episodes, even though like the concept's been done before, like they do a great job at character development with all its characters. Um, and, no, and everyone really has their kind of, um, their time to shine. Now, like before with Halloween, we are going to jump into spoiler territory because there are um, some very kind of, I don't want to say shocking, but there are some pretty big like kind of reveals with it um, where, you know, going into it, you kind of want to go in fresh. So if you haven't seen it, just skip ahead like 10, 15 minutes. Um, yeah. So, you know, one of the big reveals we find out is, um, you know, it's run by this organization. You don't really know who they are through the whole thing. Just it has a tenchman and a leader called the front man who ends up being um, one of the lead ca- or supporting characters, brothers, who's a cop. Um, and then you find out in the last episode that the old old man who has a brain tumor is basically like pulling the strings through the whole the whole show. Um you know, one of the things I, I kind of put in my notes was I feel like I may have seen that coming only because I've seen like 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 movies like Saul and like these kind of movies where I feel like they always have like someone placed in it, like whoever's running the show and you never see him die off screen. And i kind of had that idea in, and then you know you find out in the last episode this guy's like a, a i don't even know what kind of money bajillionaire who basically had so much money that he wanted to watch other people suffer and make basically make everyone fair but put a lot of money on the line and uh kind of savage and kind of sick but um you know people people were doing it um <laughs> i there's a lot of like i i think there's a lot of aspects to it where i mean i i can let you guys jump in with what, what you have um but i i think there are like one of the points that i had like this is another we're gonna go back to like the Haddonfield comparison this is the dumbest country in the world or police force or whatever of these people are just disappearing and no one's questioning it like all these poor people are like going away and you know
0: yeah but 400- uh, i mean I saw that, but I think like, you know, a lot of these people are like super like destitute or maybe criminals on the run or whatever. So it's like how I thought about that really looking yeah. for these people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then like, you know, the what, well, you know, uh, main character goes to the, the police office, like the, the thing. And then they're like, oh, no, you're nuts. Like, I'm pretty sure someone might have mentioned this before, but whatever. <laughs> I digress. Um, you know, it has a lot of really interesting characters, like even from like the the corporation or whatever their their name is. Like, I don't even think they say their name. Whoever's running Squid Game, um, you have these VIPs, like towards the last, like the one VIP episode, which they're weird. They're 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 basically perverts, and they're like, you know, all American. And I think they are. I, mean, I
0: think the... it, it, it kind of reminded me of like the people from Hostel, where it was like, yeah, they're, they're the yeah watching, so yeah.
1: Yeah, and then like it, it, it kind of makes you like wonder, like you know, uh, and I know, like Greg, you had mentioned, like one of your questions was like, would you go in the Squid Game? And it's mm-hmm. kind of like it, it, I, I feel like everyone who's watching that would like at one point thought like, what would I do for? I mean, and there it's forty six billion, but I think in America it's like thirty eight million. Like, mm-hmm. would you do that? And I'm like, you know, um it's one of those like kind of thought provoking shows, but. Um, you know, it ends at season one. Um, if we're going to get a season two, I don't think it's been confirmed, but with the success it, it took over Bridgerton, which I'll never watch. So yay. Yay. Yeah. Uh, squid game. Her Bridgerton. Um, I won't. Yeah. Sure. on My short list. Yep. Well, <laughs> when you start your Bridgerton podcast, I'll listen. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, yeah, I'll throw it to you guys. See what you think. I, I didn't want to like, kind of go, I, I know we're probably gonna have a little bit discussion. Cause you guys have some points I didn't touch on. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So. Harry, you
2: want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, hands was talking about as far as like this, this felt like something and it's difficult. I mean, I think we, we've we talked about it before where it's difficult to kind of talk about shows like squid game when it drops all at once, you know, and it's like, how are we going to talk about this? You know, how long do we wait for people to go see it? You know, how are we going to be able to catch up on it? You know, with with things we want to talk about. So Uh, We, I think we definitely missed the initial rush of it, but I mean, I think it's still here and people, I still got people in my life. I'm telling about it, you know, and they're like, I haven't seen it yet or I was going to check it out. Or, you know, I watched an episode, but I didn't, you know, me and the wife watched it together because she was intrigued and, you know, his hands was saying the first episode definitely grabs you. It definitely pulls you in. It definitely, you know, ends where you're like, Holy, Holy cow, you know, what's going on here with this. Um, But, you know, Without jumping too far, you know, down the line, Greg, because we'll we'll circle back on, you know, kind of how it plays out, but definitely mm-hmm. some influences of Bong, Bong Joon-ho in this, um, you know, with Snowpiercer specifically, you know, Chris mentioned some other influences. You think of Hunger Games, you know, as well, kind of with this, you know, society, you know, where, you know, these people who are, you know, down and out or, you know, have put themselves in situations where they have to gamble, um you know are now being used uh parasite as well as just the class divide you know south korea you know is a very interesting very interesting as far as class divide i mean i think the whole world is but you know um, bong has definitely shed a lot of light on that um you know and especially like you know chris was mentioned earlier about like all these people disappearing and it's like you know well you know people who are either homeless or You know, how, you know, problems in society with homelessness or, you know, with people in debt, you know, you just assume they're going to go missing or they're not, you know, going to just they're going to end up disappearing because of their money troubles. So, um, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, as far as, you know, some of the games, definitely some cultural things there where, you know, you're kind of either having to look up. I think NPR did a nice article, you know, kind of circling that as far as um, if people want to check it out, you know, for some better understanding about the culture. Um, if there's anything, any gaps there missing. Um you really enjoyed the cop um, you know, sneaking into, you know, the society and, and finding getting into the underbelly uh for this. Um, and that that was probably my I wouldn't say it was my favorite storyline, but besides the you know, the main one um uh for it, uh, you know, 456 is because I'll probably butcher the name as well. But um you know, I think uh, the cop storyline was probably my 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 favorite part on it. Greg, what, what were your thoughts on it initially and kind of going through it?
0: Uh, Well, first thing is shout out to Val Brown, super fan of the show, because she's the one that turned super me fan. on. To this. I, uh, I did see it in Netflix as like it was like ranked number one or whatever. But between the name yeah. and the picture, I just thought it was like another like MXC or like Wipeout type show. I, like I right. thought it was okay. like a legit game show. I didn't think it was yeah, like. Yeah this drama uh but she was like no you got to check this out so i i gave it a watch and boy was i happy i did uh i will say um in the beginning i thought it was a little slow to start but uh like you guys mentioned once it you know hit an episode like two or three or whatever just like pure fire was you know firing on all cind- cylinders at that point yeah. um you know as far as uh the stuff uh or my notes i should say most of it is towards the end of it but um i i will say you know it was sad to see some of my favorites bite it uh, uh ali was a great character and boy he just oh, got man. yeah taken they, advantage him dirty, of. Dude, that, yeah, like,
1: they i honestly like and we'll talk about another character on the show like in a little bit but that i hate like i hate a little more than um than i and what the you know what was um Owen's best friend um the guy who went to, they, they keep pointing out what college he went to. What was his name? Sang Woo. Um, Sang Sang Woo. Yeah. That dude, that dude deserved every bad thing that ever happened to him. And totally <laughs> because of what he did to Ali. Because
0: because
1: what he did to Ali. Like I was, <laughs> I was legitimately mad. Like after, like, cause when I figured out like what he was doing, I'm like, Oh no, like Ali, don't like Ali. You're just such a nice guy. Like, like you're literally like such a pure soul. And, uh, and you know sangwoo did him did him really dirty
0: when he was when sangwoo was describing like oh yeah here's how i'm gonna take care of this and you know just trust me and blah 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 i'm like i don't understand what he's gonna do but okay like we'll see and then when he yeah. like secreted away those marbles ali's marbles, i'm like oh man this dude yeah oh. like- he's like what was he
1: telling people like go and like challenge other people for their marbles and everything and you had like a minute and a half left like there's no way that molly's gonna like pull this (laughs) off in a minute and a half and he's like he's like you know very he's not the most like intelligent character like he's very like uh, he's very like ignorant in like basic like kind of like skills and you know he 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 didn't do anything wrong like he was basically in there like to support his family because he wasn't getting paid from his his job like it wasn't, like, other people who, like, conned other people, like, gambling their money away, like, or, you know, I like, Sangwoo, like, got caught up in, like, all these, like, bad investments and all that. And, you know, they they did him really bad. Like, I felt, yeah. so, like, I I was hoping he, like, somehow pulled out a win because he's, like, I guess him and um a few, like, the one girl, like, they didn't do anything wrong. They were doing it for their families. And, you know, Ali Ali got, I, I hope that was made to make, like, show how bad, like, Sangwoo really was like how like conniving he was and Mm -hmm. i hate him like i'm glad like you know (laughs) when we get to the end like i'm like thank god he didn't win
0: you know that that marble episode was really like a pivotal point because that's when a lot of the characters that we had spent time with started dropping because you know another one along with ali was uh saibyak the uh, the female i think you were talking about Mm -hmm. um where she you know she was doing this to Get the money to you know kind of help her brother out and everything um but yeah i mean the the two of them and then uh il nam uh you know he he's kind of playing up like he has dementia and he can't remember and he's letting uh gihun take advantage of him and then it turns out he wasn't uh but yeah i mean that episode was really kind of like the uh the turning point where it, it really whittled down the characters that we know and love to just a few So, um, fantastic episode from a fantastic series. Uh, some of the other stuff I had, I mean, it was just, um, I, I actually enjoyed the ending. I know a lot of people didn't, they thought it was kind of, uh, mid, I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that Il-Nam was the mastermind. I didn't see it coming to be honest, but I thought it was, uh, you know, a pretty cool turn that they did it. Um, and I guess June Ho, the policeman, uh, my question for you guys is Did he actually die? Ooh, um, I would say, um, God, go ahead, Har. Go,
2: go ahead. I was gonna say no because we don't really see him, but at the same time, you know, I mean, if we're going by what the show is telling us, and this is kind of my big thing and why I, I dislike the last episode is that. If the show is telling us that, you know, we need to see people die on screen. um, We didn't really see him die. We see him disappear. We can assume he died, though. But because how's he getting out of it, I guess, would be the other question of like, it'd be some miraculous thing or some fisherman going Mm -hmm. by who ends up on the island or something.
0: I feel like had this been not a hit. Then he would have died. Like that would be the fate right. of his character. Yeah, yeah. But because it is a hit and it was kind of open ended, they're going to bring him back. Yeah. Assuming they do a sequel to it.
2: What did you think, Hans?
1: Yeah, I was like, I, I it, you know, it's the common like kind of like movie trope where if your main character doesn't die on screen, that they're, they're probably still alive. Um, I would really think like how, and you know, I, I would love to see his relationship with the front man, his brother um to kind of like if they if they end up doing a season two um like i feel like they're using him like keeping him alive to put him in that that kind of like whether or not he escapes or you know if he's still on the island i don't know um but i, I think that his character was like was received positively so i think they're gonna like kind of they wouldn't necessarily like bring him they they wouldn't necessarily just like kill him because honestly he got shot in the shoulder but I mean, this is one of like the bloodiest shows that I've seen. Like they would definitely like if you look over the cliff, they would have no problem showing like his body like splattered on rocks. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think that you don't see a dead body. And I think the front man knows that he's alive and is kind of either going to like spend time trying to find him or maybe he they captured him and they're keeping him on the island. I don't know. So, we'll yeah, but I think I think
0: he's still alive so hands mentioned it earlier and and i i posed the question to you guys legit would you play squid game
2: are we are we assuming we know nothing about it like are we going in the same way the characters do mm, sure why not okay i'm just because i mean with the knowledge of squid game no absolutely not no? um okay i would well i mean I would say if I know what it's about and I like, it's, if it's a real game show per se, and it's like mm-hmm. a, a, an event, I would absolutely not do it. Cause I'm, I'm pretty content with my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if things, you know, go awry or my wife leaves me, hopefully not. Uh, yeah. Maybe then, maybe if I'm down on my luck. Um, but I feel like if I didn't know anything, money is tempting. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I would be pulled in um, because, you know, the basic thing is, is like you play a game and you end up winning And there's all those failed attempts where he would have died um, originally. And then, you know, he ends up getting the one and it's like, that's what you're chasing. You're chasing that feeling. Um, You know, it's gambling uh, pretty much. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of luck involved in gambling where it's like sometimes things, you know, are could be statistical, but it's like sometimes it's just luck of the draw or, you know, luck of what you pick. So, um, yeah. Those are my two answers. So on the fence per <laughs> usual for me, what about you hands?
1: Like, I don't know because it's like, all right. So if we know like this is, you know what I, I kind of like compare this to is like, you know, if you're like watching a video or something on YouTube or something and you get like an ad for a mobile game and mm-hmm. the person playing it is always like, like failing miserably. And you're like, yeah. I, I can do that. Like that. That's easy. Like these guys are idiots. And I, and I, and I actually read into that like a couple years ago where that's like a kind of a, an advertisement, like kind of a strategy to make people think like they're smarter than they like, and not even like incorporate that into any kind of um, like the actual game. But I think like, I think that mindset like comes across with a lot of people watching it where they're like red light, green light. You're like, all right, like I, I, I can play red light, green light, or I, I can, I can etch out a honeycomb with no problem like that, that these guys are idiots. Like how are people failing at this? And I. Uh, I, I would hope like I didn't even download any of those mobile games. So, I mean, this is a little like, they're not as, um as like kind of life threatening as a squid game. Um, I think with knowledge of the games, like if you knew what the games were, I, I I'm going to say no. Um, But like Harry's point is it's extremely tempting to say like, you're about to get offered $36 million. And like, you know, you like, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like part of, like, when I said, like, the kind of complexity of the show is, like, you really want to put yourself in in kind of the main characters, like, situation of, like, I hope I'm never in that financial kind of ruin where I have to consider that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's definitely, like, I, I think on I would say no, but when you have so much when you're, like, up against it and, like, you know, you have no one and it's, like, you know, what do you have to lose? then I, I mean, probably I might yeah. consider it.
0: So uh, with me, it, it's it's basically what you just mentioned. You know, like if, if I had no idea what the games were about, mm, I don't think I would do that. I probably wouldn't even do the slapping game, to be honest. Um, but if I had knowledge of the game, the only way I would do it is if I was in that situation where I was that down on my luck and destitute where i had no one in my life where uh i have you know gangsters coming after me i have zero chance that i'll ever be able to to repay any of this debt and it's all crushing down on me then yeah what have i got to lose i would definitely play the squid game but yeah. that's a big asterisk <laughs> i would have to be in that exact position because otherwise yeah it's a it's a no-go for me um but I just thought it'd be a fun, albeit dark question to pose to you guys. <laughs> no, and, and
1: that's a fair question. Like, I, and and to be honest, like I'll play that whatever that bad game that they were playing in the beginning, the flipping. Like I don't, I still understand what that is, but mm. I'll let someone slap me for a hundred grand. Like that's <laughs> fine. You want to slap me? All you want, go ahead. I don't, I don't care. But then, like, yeah, then you know that that the whole concept of that game is drawing people in. The fact that this stranger comes in, and he's like hey, you can win a lot of money by just playing this dumb whatever flip game. Mm-hmm. Or I get to slap you. I'm like, look, <laughs> slap me all you want, man. Just pay me. It's fine. <laughs> now, um, I mean, all these characters, I, I guess, they, they, they probably think that the worst that's going to happen is the fact that if they lose, they get slapped, not die. But, hey, man, I don't ride the subway. Was... Probably for reasons like this is because I don't want to run into people like this. So... Hopefully I'm never in a position. In. Yeah.
0: So the other stuff I had is kind of like postscript to, to this Um Harry, Did you want to expand on your thoughts on the uh, finale?
2: Yeah. I mean, I felt as though the finale, it was, it was, I'm, I'm happy. I was so happy that they did the final game in the first 20 minutes was so happy with that because the last thing I, the biggest thing I hate is, Leading up to that. And it's like, we all know this is going to happen. Don't tease us just like throw it at us and, and let's see the aftermath. What was a problem for me was when um nam right Il-Nam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, his character shows up to be kind of the, the string puller and, and, That really bothered me because I feel as though, Greg, you were talking about episode six earlier, um, you know, and that's the one where they play the marbles and all that stuff. And that had such an impact on me. And I I was like almost choking up a lot during it because there's so much betrayal. And I think about it. Like if one of us were playing together, like what I would have, like they go into this game thinking it's a team game again. And Mm. all of a sudden it's flipped on the script and one of you is going to live and one of you is going to die. And, you know, put put that on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) well and it's just like you think like and it just takes away from that episode so much with him and not dying in that moment with the impact of that and that's the other thing with sometimes what happens with binging because we were binging this pretty hard um where you know you're flying through the episodes and it like it doesn't leave as much of a of a great impact because right after that episode you jump into the next one um but i felt like it hurt it really a lot there at the end and I didn't also like the end with like him, you know, seeing, getting the card, you know, again, and giving the call and returning back. Um, I mean, I guess I get it from the perspective of like, that'll definitely lead no season two, but I mean, you know, wasn't the whole purpose of this, like, I don't know. wasn't the whole purpose for like you to do better for your kid. And then, you know, not that he made promises, but like, you know, um, know, surgery for his mom and yeah like all this stuff and it's just like i get it like but you're you're not doing anyone g- any good and he does try to re- like that's the thing whole thing it's like he redeems himself by you know sang woo he, he gives the 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 orphan kid the the brother up for adoption to his mother um but it's just like this whole thing of like and then he like is gonna get on the plane to go see his daughter and then he stops and i guess that's like part of what he did in the beginning where it's like he did this whole thing because he wanted to be a father of his daughter but then it's like you're just going back. into there. And I guess it's because he's changed, do you know what I mean, from the game, which, you know, is pretty obvious. Um, but I felt it cheapened the whole moments with him. And, and maybe that's what it was meant to do. And I didn't like it as much. So it really, it really mm. left a sour taste in my mouth uh, finishing it. And then that's I had true. to watch Halloween Kills. So that probably didn't
0: <laughs> help either. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I don't think there's anybody who, wasn't you know pulling for gihun to just get on the plane man just ignore yeah card and all that stuff and Let somebody and the else guy.
2: handle that or go yeah. at least see your daughter and then come back and deal with it like it's gonna be there
1: true uh yeah, Hans, what were your thoughts on it i didn't understand like i and I, I like like um you know when it was revealed who was kind of pulling the strings i like that mm-hmm. it was like i said like with saul like it was very like jigsaw-ish to like and i kind of like had an idea And going back and watching videos and everything of people, like, analyzing the fact that, like, you could see this coming, that he was kind of pulling the strings. Like, there's a lot of clues that, like, I'm watching it, I was, like, kind of like, oh, all right, well, maybe I'll go back and look at it then. And I kind of just, I I just feel, for some reason, like, I think after the Marvel episode, when they show him not die on screen, and they just, like, I'm, like, maybe they don't want to show, like, an old man get popped. Like, that's probably the case. Like, you know. But I think like this dude was way too happy to do the whole thing. Like he was all about it. And I-, I just was like, all right, well, maybe he has something to do with it or like, you know, he's there voluntarily. And so I kind of like, wasn't entirely surprised, but then the whole plane thing got me a little annoyed. Cause it's like, you're right. Like get on the plane, man. Like you have 46 million one and one or however you say it. And it's like, just get like, you can do anything you want. Like leave it behind. Like, yes, this, 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 Squid Game still exists, but it's done with you. Like, you can That's go a nice and nice new your red life.
0: hair. Like, come on. Yeah,
1: which like and <laughs> like, I don't know where they're going to go with season two, where they're like, is it like, is he going to go back to the games? Because at that point, they're going to be like, dude, this dude's here to like destroy us. Like, let's just kill him right away. Like, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I think I it, like how he's going to infiltrate it. Like, I, I don't I don't know what his plan is, because they obviously have people watching him. Because they even say, like, get on the plane. Like, just yeah. yeah. Like, people are always watching him, but at the same time, he's just like, now I got to do what's right. Like, now you don't. Like, you've 30, you've that mo- all my money. You can, like, just whatever, buy the island and burn it down or whatever. Just go see your daughter first.
0: Um, so, you guys mentioned season two uh, predictions. Do you guys think it'll be a prequel or a sequel? Or, you know, what do you think will happen?
1: I think a prequel makes the most sense because at this point, like if you're going to keep like, like, you know, your main character who won it and like show him trying to infiltrate it. Or even if they do like a half and half or like, kind of like, I'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I would like, I would love to see how it started or whoever yeah. came up with this idea and how big this kind of operation goes. Cause obviously people around the world are, their VIPs are, into this and, and have some kind of like, basically he says it's like horse racing. So I, you know, I, I would love to see like kind of the origin of it. So. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think huge, huge prequel potential with this show. Um, I mean, I, I guess you could see a second season where it's like, Hey, you know, let's find out what the road is, you know, why he didn't get on the plane. How's he going to figure it out? You know, maybe if, um, What's it called? I forget the cop's name, but if the cop lived, like go down that track. But I think huge prequel potential as far as just like diving into Ilnan and like how he, you know, grew this game, how it started, what started it, kind of take it behind the scenes of like who are the kind of the major players for it. Um, you know, see the brother's relationship. How did the brother get involved? You know, when you know, he obviously won at some point, so like, you know, what happened from there? Was it something he decided to do? you know um so yeah a lot of a lot of potential i think for you know a prequel uh to it and obviously the vip's have mentioned different games so it seems like you know not fairly easy but you know an easy way to add some you know more games in there mm-hmm.
0: i uh i do think that they'll go the sequel route as opposed to prequel yeah. but i also think that we will get flashbacks uh specifically with junho's brother and also with ilnam mm-hmm. um Yeah, but uh, but I just uh, Gi-Hoon was really the character that, uh, you know, he was the main character and most people, I guess, identified with or latched on to. So I can't see them just um, leaving his story up in the air and and not following up on it. Uh, But I do think, yeah, there's there's a lot of ground to cover with uh, flashbacks and previous winners and how this tournament got set up and everything. Got to create the um, world
2: for people to hate it. So it's all get the backlash
0: yeah, for sure. The only other thing I had to add was uh, this past week on SNL, Rami Malik hosted, and uh, he, he did an amazing sketch with uh, Pete Davidson. It was a country song about the squid game. <laughs> Highly recommend checking this out. If you haven't seen it, uh, it is, hilarious it's, it's a
1: literal it's a literal <laughs> description of the show like 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 almost like so if you haven't seen the show don't watch it because you'll probably get spoiled yeah. but it is yeah. it, it's a nice mix of country music and squid game <laughs> don't think they go together but just like pb and j they, they absolutely made it happen do. <laughs> yes it, it, it <laughs> actually i i thought i heard a lot of people like just comment say it was like dumb i watched it. i'm like i was cracking up through like i'm like this is this is a great synopsis of of squid game
0: yeah. <laughs> absolutely uh any final thoughts on squid game for any of you guys watch uh, it yeah <laughs> for sure
2: yeah i would say i would say watch it but i would say let it breathe i would say don't try to to binge watch it like most people do with this um i mean we could we could have another discussion when, you know as we always do and revisit when we get to uh, our next topic of uh mr lasso mm-hmm. but um i feel like let this breathe a little bit for you don't don't push it all through because I mean, listen, the second season might come out quicker than we all anticipate, but um, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Because otherwise, I think you're going to feel a little, a little let down at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, moving on, as uh, Harry mentioned, uh, we're going to talk about Ted Lasso, a show near and dear to uh, all of us on the uh, yeah. pod. Uh, so Harry, why don't you uh, take us in?
2: Yeah, of course. I was One thing I was going to say in the beginning, I'm not sure. Chris, did you get me in the lasso or did I get you in the lasso? I think
1: you got me into it a little bit. You had right. already watched, I think, the first season. Yeah. I, I I binged like season one over a weekend, right. like before season two came out. So I think you were already way in yeah. on it.
2: Well, I knew Both of you I knew, guys got me in. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Um, See, so yeah, it's Ted lasso available on Apple TV if you have it. Um, also, check out if you buy any new Apple products, or I mean, I think I bought uh, my PlayStation, which came with free Apple. Three um, so six like, months, first, no less yeah yeah so like look for things like that like if anyone uh if anyone's trying to figure out a best way to not add a streaming service to your library uh Mm -hmm. you know which is a call at a cost heavy price um but yeah uh ted lasso just finished up its second season um this actually drops differently as we mentioned with squid game and netflix they usually drop everything all at once this has been dropped um similar to other things we've talked about like uh with uh, most of the disney Plus shows. Um, and also with Mandalorian, you know as as I mentioned. Um, so yeah, uh, really, really, really enjoyable, wholesome show as uh, as my wife would say, Um, was a little bit hesitant at first. And I think Greg probably expressed that, you know, in previous podcasts about like, everybody's talking about it, but like, is it that good? And, you know, I think a lot of people are approaching, you know, season one of the show as, as binging it. Um, And if you haven't watched it yet, you're probably gonna have to binge both seasons because it is pretty infectious. Um, You know, and it's, it stars, basically Jason Sudeikis, who, Goes over to England after having some success in football, um, NFL football, I should say, uh, to be a Premier League coach in, uh, in England. Um, and this was a whole kind of NBC, as we mentioned earlier, NBC Sports kind of promotion for the Premier League in America. Um, and this was a character created from that. And it kind of developed into this show. Um, and I think we're all grateful that it did um for it so season one spends a lot of time on ted and just his infectious personality on a lot of the characters and you get some i would say you get some character growth and you get to know the the kind of main players you know uh jamie and nate and rebecca and keely uh and roy roy can't roy can't come on he's here sing the rest right. of it he's here yes. he's there he's every he's every you know you know weird. yeah Roy can <laughs> Really can. I was wondering where that uh, that (laughs) F-bomb was dropped in. So um, (laughs) but uh, but, yeah, so um, so that's, you know, you get to kind of know a lot of the main players, um, you know, he's dealing with, you know, being away from his family, you know, um, and he kind of went through a divorce. I'm pretty sure he's going through a divorce in the first season. uh, Spoiler alert in case if you haven't seen it, but, you know, we're going to get in some more stuff with it. Um and yeah that's most of season 1 you know and I think it hooks you in right away I think you know like I said I think Ted's infectious personality and just you know you're you're watching and this is rare in shows you know where you're watching a male character um you know I saw a tweet once where it was you know you're watching a uh a white male actually be good. And that's what's so surprising about this show. Um, Cause usually he's got, you know, some demons or something like that. And uh, season two definitely explores, you know, more of those secondary characters, as I mentioned, and kind of their growth. And uh, that's where I think the show really excels is it kind of, it does a really good job of laying the foundation of the world and who Ted is. And then in the second season, peeling back the layers of Ted while also peeling back the layers of, of most of the other characters. Um, and you know it deals with you know after the first season you know there, there's problems with the team and you know are they good enough and is this gonna work but everybody's committed to the to the, they're on the lasso juice they're they're in they're drinking the kool-aid believe. um so yeah believe exactly so I'll let you guys kind of touch some some points on some things that you guys are enjoying. Um, but yeah, the, like, as I mentioned, the second season just finished up. So if you're looking for, you know, something, you know, as we mentioned, there's a lot of content out there, but as the holidays move through, you know, it's a great show to get caught back up on before, uh, before the season three, uh, hits. So Papa, what are your, uh, what are your lasso, lasso moments or thoughts on the, on the show so far?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm such a fan. I even got the old lasso push broom rocking here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, yeah, I, I, you know, season one was fantastic. And uh, like you said, it was more focused on Ted. And he's so goofy and corny that it's like eye rolling at first. And boy, right. just infectious is really the perfect word because he wins you over with that. And it's like, man, this dude really is wholesome, like you said. And, and uh, you know, it's fun to watch that. But the thing that's great about season two is, without feeling forced or contrived in any way, they really put the spotlight on all the other characters, uh, the minor characters while still, you know, putting Ted through his own paces and his own arc. Um, But we really get to take a look at a character arcs and development for all these side characters that are just so wonderful. And there's not like, I mean, I guess what's Rebecca's ex-husband's name? Is that Rupert? Rupert? Yeah. 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 I like other than him there's there's really like not any unlikable characters on this show well maybe like Jamie Tartt's father too but like yeah. everybody even else even Jamie like, in season 1
2: Jamie's pretty unlikable I think in season 1
0: he's Right but in everybody. season 2 he's growing. He yeah, he grows. He kind of wins yeah. you over a little bit and you see you know the kind of the crap that he's had to put up with and has helped form him and make him but he grows from that and uh yeah you know the the interactions between him and Roy are uh, are pretty stellar especially towards the end um episode four Carol of the Bells which was a Christmas show that aired I think in season like July two, right? yeah, yeah yeah season yeah. two uh episode four of season two Carol of the Bells Christmas episode such an amazing episode absolutely love it it's it's my favorite of the series and I'm not like a Christmas guy at all whatsoever but like I just I love that they the whole team are kind of like orphans because none of them are from England. None of them are there with their families and they all uh, come over to Casa de Higgins and they're there for a a big uh, Christmas family feast with the Higgins family. It's awesome. Everybody's sharing and there's just all these this goodwill and love. At the same time, you've got uh, the subplot with Ted and Rebecca getting to know each other a little more, and they're going around and doing some goodwill, giving away presents. And then you have Roy and Keeley, and Roy is sticking up for his, his niece and, you know, trying to correct the problem that she has, and it's just really touching and funny all at once. Um, it's just, man, it's such an amazing half an hour of television. I, I can't believe that... Uh, the show could rope me in and hit me in the feels like that. But I was just, even now I'm smiling, thinking about it. I, I just <laughs> really loved that episode. Um, I'll touch on uh, some of the other s- character stuff, I guess, later as we, we go into discussions, because uh, I have kind of notes on each character. But um, I will say, uh, as far as episodes go, I wasn't a huge fan of um, the episode that focused on Coach Beard, which was Beard After Hours. Mm, I forget which number it was. It was OK for it was me right
1: after the Manchester City loss, right? Yeah, Man- right. City yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it was OK. It wasn't like it was a terrible episode or anything. I, I love the show and I love Coach Beard, but uh, it just maybe it's because of his relationship and how it's constantly on and off with his uh, his girlfriend. Uh, I just I feel like there wasn't a ton of growth there because. Yeah, he's back with his girl again uh, by the end of the episode. But um, other than that episode, which, again, I enjoyed, but just, you know, is on the lower end of the spectrum for me. Um, I just I love the season. man. It's so good. Uh, Hans, what are your thoughts?
1: I I just want to like I'm going through like I I just want while you just mentioned it, like the beard after hours episode is. I-, I wouldn't say it is my favorite, but like, it's a definitely a different style of mm-hmm. the rest of the entire series, For um, sure. which, you know, I thought that episode, like leading up at the end of the man city episode, I thought it was going in a completely different direction. Like I almost thought in my mind that they were going to like, beard. they were going to like kill off beard or like do something. Yeah. Like- Cause he looked like he was in a dark like spot when he was leaving. I'm like, dude, don't do it. Like, yeah. And I'm glad that like, you know, he just walked home like that's like essentially what he did was get like walk home. And then, you know, the, the shenanigans ensued until he got to the <laughs> weird church with the underground rave. Um, but um, I, you know, with season one, like and, you know, I'm sporting my AFC Richmond shirt now, uh, my Roy Ken shirt, um, which is now taken over as my new favorite shirt. Um <laughs> I will say like season two definitely is better than I, I won't say better, but I enjoy season two more. Um, season one really focused a lot on the comedy while like kind of trickling in like some serious moments. Like, you know, I mean, the most serious moment is from season one is, you know, you start learning that Ted is suffering from panic attacks, which isn't really f- like, you know, Rebecca helps them out of it. And you kind of like, they don't really touch on that too much again until, um, Sharon comes in the therapist which is midway through season two I think season two has a lot of a lot more like kind of more heartfelt and serious discussions than season one I I think that like they really like you know they do dive into um mental illness like right away like in terms of like anxiety depression even with like with uh with Rojas when he kills the dog and like they kind of like experimented through that way which I think is like just a great like episode, like the way to kick off season one, like I don't support killing of animals, but like you really don't like see that coming anyway. Like, and, um, you know, you don't see the Rojas killing a dog. Like that never happens in real life, except like once when like Randy Johnson took a bird out in baseball. But other than that, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, But I think that was cool. Like, you know, there's a great introduction to, uh to, you know, bring Sharon in. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, putting a lot of the focus on um, and they touch on this at the end of the ep- the last episode is when like, you know, Ted says, you know, comes clean with the press and says, you know, I think it's time to focus on mental illness and sports. Um, I don't know when this episode was written or filmed, but it's very like, I think that's a big discussion now, like in terms of like athletes that are being criticized with, um, you know, with Simone Biles and, Naomi Osaka and now Lane Johnson like where you know they're seen as like I a lot lot of people see them as like invincible and don't have these issues so I'm glad that the show kind of took like had the guts to really put a lot of its like main I I, like its main focus into that area Um, you know and I think a lot of that like some of the other things that they kind of like touch on is you know, the father-son relationship with Jamie Tart, which that's not like funny at all. Like you real like that whole episode, like the Man City episode, I-, I maybe laughed once or twice, but I think there was a lot of like serious discussions. Like, and then they go into, you know, why you, you learn like the fate of Ted's father when he was 16. Mm-hmm. And it really like the show at one point, I think the first half of season two went to, went with the laughs. And then there was like a turning point to say, like once they um like Ted kind of started, Building that relationship with Sharon, I feel like they took a really, I I I, I don't want to say dark turn, but a more serious tone going forward with a lot of their characters, and you know I think that w- that was actually really cool from the do like, and then they they started to say like you know, like they start you see like the 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 deevolution or I don't know evolution of Nate become like basically who's probably going to be the villain for season three. Um, but you see like some of his relationship issues and I I think that's what the show does best is the, is kind of mixing those, those moments. And it is a, like a real feel good show of like, you know, you can laugh one moment, but then the next like scene or like line or whatever, you're just like, Whoa, like that kind of either hits too close to home or that hit, like, you're kind of like not laughing anymore. You're like, all right, that's, you know, but I think it's the opposite too. Is like when they hit you with like a kind of a darker moment. They they like immediately will do something like I think the funeral episode is actually one of my like the funniest episodes. Yeah. Um, it's like I think one of Roy Kent's funniest episodes where like he just eats the apple and he walks up to Keeley and he's making fun of her. And he says like, yeah, he's like, I got it from a tree outside. It tastes like dead people. And like she's just kind of like knows that he's like messing with her. But like he's just like so like, you know, he's trying to find light in a dark time. And I think that whole episode like really relied on laughs when, you know, I don't think it should like it's, you know, I think normally on a funeral episode, you're supposed to feel sad, but through 85% of that, I, th- I felt like I was like kind of like laughing more. So um, but yeah, I, I, I this is actually one of my like, I would put this in conversation for probably top 10 favorite shows of all time. Like it, it really wow. it really like I binged the whole first season like right away and like and I was like Not like every Friday morning, I'd either wake up early before work and watch it, or watch it on my lunch break. Like I like every Friday was like in Disney. I watched one of the episodes while I was in the park. Um, I was like, I it's such a like a great show. But I mean, yeah, I'll turn it back over to you guys and see if there's anything
2: that I kind of missed with it. Harry, do you want to go? Um, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say one of the one of the things I you know, I mean, obviously we're this is I'm glad we're ending on a on a high. Um, As opposed to on a low with things. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this show, I think sometimes I think glorifies and this isn't like a criticism. It's just like I remember with the Sam sponsorship deal with his home country, um, you know, and the mental health, you know, that Lasso likes to talk about. I think that's like kind of looking at the best light of how things should be. Um, and I think that's good because sometimes I think it doesn't get enough light sh- shed on it. But I also think that's like for also the common person, you know, if you if your company you work for or, you know, uh, where you're employed isn't doing the right thing ethically or, you know, you are. You know, having trouble because, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed, like there should be avenues and ways where they're able to accommodate you, you know, if if you're, you know, I mean, this doesn't happen in the show, but if you, you know, if your wife is pregnant, you know, how much time are you going to get off, you know, and so like, there's a lot of human rights things, you know, that I think, you know, or even just regular people things uh, that, you know, I think the show sheds a light on, which, which is a positive, um, but that it's just a little bit of a gripe as far as like showing the best light of it. Um, but I'm, you know, happy to see that. The other thing I love about the show is, is that I'm the only fan here of, of premier league soccer. Um, the only one out of the three of us who follows the team. And I think the beauty of the show is, is that you don't need to know that. Yeah. It, it helps, you know, when you, when you, when, you know, a lot of people I know were like, if is AFC Rich, Richmond, like a real team, and it's like now they're, they're actually not. It's it's all made it up. Me. And it's like really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna call you out for it. I but, might have asked them that um, too. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, but but yeah, but it's one of those things of like they just had, you know, a sponsorship deal with the Premier League to be able to use for season three. So excited to see that as a person who enjoys the world. But again, you know, watching it with a wife or watching it with someone who doesn't watch it. I think that's the beauty of the show is like the focus isn't on, you know, are they going to win the game? You know, it almost is secondary, especially in season two, you know, for the most of the season, you don't even know they're fighting their way back up. Um but like it's such that's the beauty of the show to me is like it's just it's filler, you know, and that's that's the way sports should be in life, you know, for for most people. It should be about people first. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we all get a little caught up. But uh, yeah, so th- those are a couple more thoughts. I have But Oh, and uh just love the Diamond Dogs, a great addition, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and just a great thing. Men just, you know, I mean, listen, men getting together, talk about their feelings and stuff, I think should be more welcomed and allowed. Um, I know we do it, um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a thing that uh, I just love and makes me smile when I even think of Diamond Dogs. Arr, 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 listen,
0: <laughs> listen, I low key cheered when uh, Roy sought the Diamond Dogs. Oh my god, the it was the season. I was like, oh, that's yeah. amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and I I think like the, my favorite like I, my favorite like line from the first season I actually one of my favorite lines is when like they're meeting when you have like they have their first meeting. And like, what's like, there's two like the conversation that Ted has with Roy is the one he's like, he's like, oh, what's wrong? And he's like, you just found out your dad's racist. He's like, my dad's in his 60s and he's from South London. Of course, he's a little racist. And he makes Uh, another joke, like a shape joke. And Roy's like, does my face look like it's in the mood for shape based jokes? He's (laughs) like, no, Roy. But he's like, it hardly he's like, in my defense, it hardly ever does. Um, (laughs) But, you know, then you have like, yeah. And then, like, and it's funny because, like, of how like they come full circle is when they're all coming in the room. Roy says he's like, "This is this is my effing nightmare." Like, <laughs> this is like having all these people like talking about my relationship. Yeah. And um, yeah, that that that's a cool addition. And you know, now they're one less member because mm-hmm. of uh, the mm-hmm. old nasty
0: Nate. Nate the Great. Um, um I had some yeah, thoughts the, on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, I was gonna. I was, I was just gonna, gonna say. you had, had I a couple more. I, I just wanted to run through my thoughts on each of the the characters and kind of, you know, how they evolved in season two. Uh, Ted loved the drama that was added with uh, the anxiety attacks. Um, you know, I thought they portrayed it pretty realistically. And um, as someone who has had them before, uh, I, I feel like a personal connection there. So I think uh, they did a really good job with it, uh, not just for drama's sake, but also to, to add in that it's okay to talk with people about it, because that's the only way you're going to get through it. Um, and, you know, on that note, they they introduced Doc Sharon, and I didn't think, uh, at first, I, I didn't like her. Uh, I felt kind of hesitant towards her, <laughs> like uh, Ted did. And as the season goes on, as with every character on this show, you grew to love her. And it's like, oh, man, I'm going to miss her oh, by yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, they do. They absolutely pull you in. So wonderful story, send off
2: with her too. Wonderful send yeah. off with her. Perfect.
0: Really was. Uh, Ted story and and uh, by proxy Doc Sharon's story. I really like those. Uh, beard. I kind of already talked about. Um, Roy and Keeley. I really hope that they make it. Uh, I think that they have a uh, beautiful relationship going on, and there's been personal growth for both of the characters. I just I really hope that they don't split them up, which is kind of. They were hinting at that as, as Keely, you know, starts her new career towards the end of uh, the season. I um, was just, I was going to cut in
2: really quick. Cause I, yeah, I, yeah. I know Chris had some thoughts on this one too. I think that's for me, the not, it's a low point of the show, but I think it's just an underdeveloped point of the show. Mm. Um, I think for those two, it, it seems like they don't know what to do with them, you know, and they kind of strung it out a little bit, like you were saying. So, I mean, obviously I want those two crazy kids to stay together forever and, you know, um, but at the same time, I it wouldn't be surprised, but it seems like it's, you know, the way it's left, especially because they do two jumps at the end in the last episode. It seems like it's hinting at there could be something here where both of them might need to do some growing or find out if this is if this is it or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hans, I know you had some thoughts See, about the relationship. I, I'm not like a huge like
1: fan of the Roy here. Like I like them together, but like mm. I think just in terms of like, I guess to I to add a little thing into like I, I agree with Harry's like I feel like they may not have known what to do with them I, I think they're going to split them up and I think like Roy's like Ooh. you know I, I think they they put a lot of attention into the fact that like at the photo shoot when they were kind of confessing everything going on now you find out like the whole Jamie telling Keeley still loved there was a little like just him he said like he explained he's like funerals like bring out like I'm not good at them like and I kind of just like may have just yeah. said that and you know I think Roy's going to, I think introducing um, Phoebe's teacher was a little something. Like, I think Roy's going to, you know, have a little little relationship with her, um, which I'm I'm fine with. with. I like her character. I would be all right if Roy ended up with her and not, you know, I'd be okay with that. Um, I think it'd be different. And I I think like, you know, this is like, it's not outside of the realm of a, 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 a typical like kind of show like this where they're going to split up the main characters at some point. I feel like I don't think they're going to stay together. Cause got to add like, kind of like that spice into it. So I think they are like going to start season three um, separate. Um Whether or not to get back together, I wouldn't be surprised. I, but um I think you're going to kind of see Keely and her new job and Roy's going to either feel neglected and, you know, they're going to break up and he's going to have, have a, have a go with, uh, whatever i forget her name but yeah phoebe's teacher
2: well he does he does have two tickets and teachers do have all from the summer so <laughs> oh
1: see, i didn't even I, didn't even I didn't good even put point. that
2: connection in so i'm just, I'm that just was shipping nice. it i'm just shipping it for you Hannah
0: <laughs> that was you know? good so if you want
2: it to happen let's let it happen see
0: for me Writing i have a different i have a different uh outlook on that i saw you know jamie's uh revelation to keely uh, about him still having feelings for her and then also phoebe's teacher like that whole interaction with uh, roy as kind of like tests little like bumps in the road for yeah. their relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and they both got through it so those are like minor bumps the next one is the big bump which is you know how how does he handle this whole vacation yeah. setup well um, i will but say i didn't oh yeah. go ahead
2: no, I will say, too, one thing I do love about the show is like in most shows, you would see them like like you said, like drag it out for like four or right. five episodes where it's like, is she going to tell him what Jamie said? Is she going to tell him about Nate? Is he going to tell her about the teacher? And it's like they like they cut that out right away and they throw it off. Oh, it's like, a good relationship with, with healthy
0: communication. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they flat out told each other what happened and they moved on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know. I I just I have a different outlook on that, but I hope that they pull it together. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's my take on Roy and Keeley. Um, Jamie Tart I thought was pretty interesting. You know, we talked about him a little bit earlier, but uh, I really enjoyed the growth that I saw with him yeah. and him overcoming his uh, personal set not setbacks but i guess ego i would be the right word um yeah. and really becoming a team player uh you know once he and um, comes back to afc and Which i feel one?
2: like they didn't push him into that love triangle like i think they were hinting at it and then they didn't make it like just a thing to have him in there more i felt yeah. like this season they really used the shot their shots well high shooting percentage from uh from them with jamie tart as far as using him like picking and picking good moments to just kind of put him in there without having him have to be a a star because i think sam took a little bit uh, of his spotlight from the first season
0: for sure speaking of sam uh rebecca and sam again you know i love this shipping it let's go yeah shipping it up uh hope they end up back together um you know, it is what it is, but I, I really enjoyed seeing them together. And, uh, you know, if they don't end up back together, it ended in a decent way. It wasn't like there was fighting or anything like that. You know, it was just a kind of mutual agreement. Well, maybe not so mutual because it was more on Rebecca's end. But but Sam yeah. agreed to, you know, uh, let it be and, and go their separate ways. Uh, and I also enjoyed the subplot with um, Sam choosing to stay with uh, AFC Richmond and uh, his whole... Oh, what was the uh the football club he was gonna he was being tempted by? Was it Nigeria? It was Casablanca. It was oh, okay. Yeah, Casablanca, a, yeah.
2: So so yeah, I forget the the character's name, but he was from it was a billionaire Edwin from Edwin Fuku. Ghana. Edwin Ofuco. Edwin Edwin and he's from Ghana and he wants to uh build a team like for Casablanca to make like African football like the Basically, like the next big thing, and he wants to use his money to kind of leverage that. And and for those Premier League fans out there, Roman Roman Abramovich for Chelsea uh, Football Club in England of just basically buying a team and throwing all his money to make it the best club in the in the well in the Premier League, mm. but in Africa slash you know put it on the world stage per se.
0: Well, I, I was really unsure of which the way they were going to go with this, but I'm so happy Sam chose to stay because I think he's a great character and I didn't want to see him, you know, uh, go end up elsewhere. But uh, you guys had some uh, some points to talk about with uh, his choice to stay. Um, yeah, the, and
1: I, I, a lot of props go to Sam Richardson. Like if you're not familiar with him, he's a very, very funny actor. Um, if you're familiar with anything from like Tim Robinson, I think you should leave. Um, If you haven't seen that, that is a absolutely hilarious show. It's very sketch comedy oriented. Um, Tim Robinson was a writer on SNL, but then he kind of started doing his own thing. He's in a show called the Detroiters, which with Tim Robinson, which is really funny. And um, it just, he plays that character so well, that rant that he does after Sam leaves is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh (laughs) And the, like, the script on that, like, I, I hope, like, they what they need to really put blooper They need to put bloopers on, like, Ted Lasso somewhere. Yeah, like, there needs some to extras. be, because, like, he, they, they, I don't know how anyone did one that. One take, like, baby. It, and even, like, even, like, <laughs> Sam, had his reaction to it, like, that had, they had to have been, like, so many, like, they had probably had to take the one that looked the best, because he's laughing through the whole thing, where he's kind of just, like, smiling, like, he realizes this guy's, yeah. like, a maniac. And then when he like slow chokes the mannequin, like for like no reason whatsoever, <laughs> um, and then poops on it, like it's just, <laughs> it comes so out of left field, because it's like so soft spoken through the whole thing. And that happens. I, I've i probably watched just that scene like 15 times and oh. lost it each time.
0: And how about his assistant with the handshake too? Oh <laughs> yeah, my God, it yeah, was yeah. so great, dude. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. sam's reaction he's like
1: he's just like, like what
2: oh man. oh man i missed out on that handshake mm.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. i thought he was a great i i hope he shows back up i i, I think he might at some point like as like a, as a recurring like kind of maybe to get back at sam but it's just i that whole like that whole storyline took like you would think like being a respectful billionaire is like yeah i'm you know i'll let it, it was slide all that. i understand <laughs> it just it just on a flip of a switch this guy <laughs> turns into a lunatic
0: mm-hmm. uh, um so Harry, yeah what do you think fantastic scene uh what did
2: i think in regards to the the character that whole
1: like our, sam's choice
2: mm-hmm. oh i mean i listen i would love to like i think we've all been in sam's shoes at once in our life where we're like on a 50-50 for like a majority of a decision And all of a sudden, like we were so justified, like right after the decision is made of just like, like the, probably the relief he felt of like, yeah, I made the right decision. Like, imagine if he went the other way and like, that's what he later found out. And it's like, oh man, I've already committed, you know, I have all these plans. Um, But yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the, the, the Sam and Rebecca stuff. I mean, Sam, you know, I think Sam needs to be who Sam wants to be and grow himself and I think then he could be you know him and Rebecca might be ready for for a relationship, but uh, yeah, love love Sam, and uh yeah, that that uh, whole scene is uh is is hilarious.
0: Um, the, one thing I, I will say awesome. that they kind of just dropped was uh Ted was also going back and forth with Rebecca on banter, and mm. then, like once she found See- Sam, it just kind of cut off. I don't think they ever confirmed that. I think that
1: was just kind of a lead in to make you think that that Ted was going to be
0: Ted Uh, was going to be like,
1: I think he was just playing on his phone, like maybe like texting the sun or something. But I think that was like, I thought when they showed Rebecca on banner and then Ted right after walked through the hallway smiling, I'm like, are they going to ship these people? Which I wouldn't, I I hope in the end game, I hope they don't. I thought I like their relationship more as like as more as friends. It makes Um, more sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. you
1: know i'm surprised they haven't like had that conversation where like you know they they share pretty much everything with each other and uh, i i'm surprised that they haven't tried to do that already but i think that what makes this such a a great show is like it really comes it's not really like ex- it's expected but they're not going to do it like they yeah they the don't show do restraint what, yeah yeah which is great. Um, I would love to see her. And, you know, I didn't say with Sam, I think that that's a great storyline. I think that's going to evolve a little more as like suit through season three. Um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. And then the only other person I wanted to touch on is probably the one who had the biggest change
1: mm. and
0: that's Nate, the great. Uh, I gotta say, I was not a fan of the direction of his character. You know, he, uh, as Harry put it, had kind of a heel turn. Um, but I will say, even even though I don't like seeing him be the bad guy and you know, hateful and, and all that stuff, it is interesting that they threw in the touch of like this self this deep self-loathing that he has, where like, you know, when he's going out shopping for suits with Keely and like you know, he he gives her a kiss and then she rebuffs him or whatever he's like looking in the mirror and he just like spits on the mirror. Cause he, he has that hatred. Like, why did you do this wrong? And you know, yeah. you're not that guy. So it's, it's an interesting twist rather than just have him be totally unlikable. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish he could have remained, uh, as one of the coaches with, uh, Richmond. Um, what are your guys thoughts on Nate's turn here? I hate
1: him now. Um, <laughs> But I think a lot of it goes to like Nick Muhammad's performance as Nate. Like, you know, I, I didn't want it. I didn't want him to be, and I loved him in the first season. And actually one of my favorite scenes in the first season is when he's like roasting the team, like in the pregame where he just like lays in all of them, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I did notice that I think, I think actually Nick Muhammad tweeted out about this was like a lot of like, you could see his kind of, evolution to um what is it west ham he goes to west ham's yeah like like, rupert's team and you see it like through like of how like how insecure he feels like with the relationship of his father and you know his relationship with ted and i never noticed this is there's only there's two scenes i think the one scene where before he grills the team in season one um is the only scene until uh nate gives him like basically tells him how he really feels at the end of season two where it's just those two characters alone um Mm -hmm. which i didn't notice until until i read that which i think is really cool but there's a lot like the show isn't doing things on accident like or coincidence like this is all well thought out like that's you know like with him he tweeted like a whole like 20 points And I actually like. I love to see like you know how like how insecure he feels. But it's I feel like a lot of like what he said to Ted isn't how he feels about Ted. I think it's more about the relationship. And the show has a a, like it focuses a lot on relationship between um, like characters and their fathers. Like that seems to be like uh, most of the characters have like they they kind of did some form of backstory with the relationship. And you get that with with Nate kind of has his own little episode of like seeing how he is with his dad. And I think a lot of it was like that, like anger wasn't supposed to go towards Ted. I think it was a lot of build up, And I think, you know, he wasn't wrong where Ted kind of made him feel like he was the most important person. And I don't want to say he ignored Nate, but you know, he has a team to run like he can't, yeah. I don't think he could focus all his attention on Nate. And I think Nate kind of felt like ignored, like, he feels at his own house or his own family. Um, and I think that's why kind of, he kind of took this turn. I, I think that he's going to get a redemption. Nessa, I don't think Ooh, he'll ever end up back. At, I don't think he'll ever end up back in Richmond, um, but I think you're going to get a conversation between Tim and Ted, like depending on how far they go in the series where, um, you know, even though they haven't even
2: announced a season three, which I'm sure they'll do, they let everything up to it.
1: I think they did some
2: um, contracts with, I think they I did mean, contracts right. where like there was announcement of like, they signed, would, you know, the you major players for season thing. three. Yeah. You said yeah. yeah the Licensing. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think you're, I think it's leading up already to like a final showdown between like Rupert's team and uh, West Ham and AFC Richmond. Yeah. Um, but I think you're going to get some form of a redemption with Nate. Um, I like how they're taking his character um I don't think it was out of left field where like I I think it was done right. I feel like it was maybe a little rushed and his hair got really gray. Like mm. really gray really quick. Yeah. So, uh props to the wake department. Um <laughs>
2: but yeah. How, what do you think about Nate? Yeah, um so I I love Nate. Um I love I love the heel turn by Nate. Um I'm a big fan of taking expectations of like everybody's team lasso and then just Having you know Nate, for the lack of you know, I mean, for Greg mentioned spit in the face of Ted Lasso and be like, you're nothing. Um, you know, I, there's definitely you know you see the build of it too, and and there's I I, I wrote this down in our notes of like Ted Lasso is, is somewhat like Star Wars, and like Nate is turned to the dark side. Like Nate was supposed to be the chosen one, the wonderkin, um, you know, the wonder kid. Um, and then he slaughtered
0: that poor kid boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that and, that poor uh...
1: that that poor guy. Like he really. <laughs> Yeah,
0: you
2: know, like, I I hate what he how he treated and, him. I felt so yep. bad. for him. And there's so <laughs> many moments, you know, where Nate is, you know, I mean, the the difference between Nate and Jamie with with Roy, you know, the way Nate hypes himself up and, he, and the way it's, you know, he's he's talked to by Keely and Rebecca to try to get confidence. And with Keely, you know, about like, this is the way you got to do it. Like, there's already a problem there for Nate when it's like some people just are more reserved and a little quieter. Um, I. And just his clothes get darker in the season. I mean, obviously, if you watch the last episode, he's wearing a full black suit, but you can start to see kind of the change um, in that. And if you watch that last episode, just some of the camera angles, you know, where Nate's either in the background or off to the side mm-hmm. and he's rolling his eyes and doing all these things, I 100% am fully behind the whole 180 of Nate and and, and Ted and that relationship. Um I will be interested to see how much focus is on Nate for for next season. Um he you know again just the star wars comparisons of like he's kind of transformed his body, you know the gray is coming in, he's he's kind of going emperor, emperor palpatine. Well, I guess Rupert would be Palpatine and he would be Vader. But like this whole This whole concept of just him and like there's a coach in, you know, the soccer world, Jose Mourinho, who like has very gray hair and he's kind of like he calls himself the chosen one. um, And he's kind of looked at as like this. He plays football different than other like he, he, he puts himself above the game. And I think that's the way you know Nate has kind of looked at himself is he's above whatever they're doing there. I don't need this. I just you know what my tactics, my strategy will work. Give me the players to do it. You know these players aren't built for it. He mentions it. You know it's just more soccer terms, but 100% love it. Um, Excited to see it. Excited to see the back and forth. You know, like Chris said, I think there'll be a hyped up moment where you know, in the Premier League, you got to play the teams twice. So unless you're talking about a cup game or something like that, so there at least is going to be two interactions where West Ham has to play AFC Richmond. So um, very excited to see where that goes. Very invested in Nate's story. I uh, hope we focus more on him because uh, you know, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's you know, yeah. That's all I got for it. So yeah,
0: yeah. Football is life. I got, I got a question is- for you guys. <laughs> Outside yeah. of, like, the
1: main cast, like, and, and you mm. know, main going from, I guess, like, Keely and Roy to Ted, like, necessarily, like, the, the main players. Who's your favorite supporting character or
0: side character? Hmm. I should have thought um, about this. 100. So, I, I like how blunt uh, Jan is. Yeah. Um, He's he's pretty funny uh, in just his random non sequiturs. But uh, I, I actually like how McAdoo turned around from season one where he was mm. a total jerk into, you know, being the team captain and leader, the leader yeah. and someone with empathy in season two. So yeah, he has I a, think he's a moment. Yeah, I think I'd probably choose McAdoo. OK, what
1: about you? Is, is Higgins a main character? I only because he was not I for like a, a supporting character, I would say yes. I, I I would put him as like a as a mm. main character. Supporting, I would say maybe like most likely, I'd say like you can include like Trent Krim and like the players outside of like trent Grimm, yeah. Outside of a Jamie trent, Roy. Gonna,
0: gonna miss him from the end
2: Well, I wonder if there was a little bit something there with him, with maybe he'll do something. But I, I would love to live in Trent Krim's hair. So yeah, I'm gonna go trent Krim. <laughs> okay. See, I, I I'd have to go like I and I was like kind of stuck between us when I was like,
1: like when I posed the question, I, I definitely like Isaac's character. I think he's like a phenomenal mm. like hit like, you know, he was definitely in the background for most of season one. But I think like once he got his like, I forgot he was the captain until the episode where they like Roy calls him out on on Sky Sports, which is, you know, a, a great side story with him, like his three episodes on there where yeah. he was um doing the sports at uh, the soccer analysis. But I like that and then, you know, him getting his confidence back. And I think, you know, he has a, a couple other moments where he's like cutting Sam's hair. He's like basically the Santa Claus for the locker room. And, you know, the last season, I think he he definitely is. He he, he isn't just like a like a I feel like he's like like a tough character, but he's so funny in terms of like when you know, Zero calls out the fact that you can screenshot pictures, and he's, like, the first to, like, yell. He's, like, yo, he's, like, that's copyright infringement, bruv. You can't do that. (laughs) And it's, like, (laughs) like, what? And then the other one's, like, Rojas. I think he got, like, a a, a time to shine in second season. Like, he's such a happy character, and... Mm -hmm you know I think like he he's another one like if you watch in the background like whenever there's a lot going on like he's a very intense character like he always look like mm-hmm. whenever like they're like they win or something when they're celebrating he honestly looks like he's gonna put a hole through a wall like he mm-hmm. has like a lot of intensity but then he's also when he's not playing he's such a like just a gentle person like he doesn't he, there's like no ill will towards anyone mm-hmm. so some good picks there yeah
0: thank you No problem. Uh, Any closing thoughts on uh, Ted Lasso season one or two?
1: No, I need
0: season three, like last week. I know. See, I started watching (laughs) as season two was starting. So like I didn't have to wait and now it's going to be like unreal. (laughs) Like my, my favorite
1: meme going around is the fact that it's like, like I think it was a lot of people like saying like they wake up and like, it's a picture of, the one guy from the sports analysis or where he says like, I miss Roy. And that's like been going around where it's just
2: like my feeling when there's no new Ted Lasso. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think the show was only originally supposed to be three seasons. Um, So I'm interested to see what they do. If this is going to be a final season. Um, So I'll be interested to kind of, I guess, keep the promotional, uh, eye out on that on uh what they're gonna end up doing because that's that's where sometimes i think shows can get into trouble it's like if you write something for three seasons and you got to start extending it it's like is it going to be high quality do you have enough you know is it stuff that you just cut because you were focusing on the arc of you know being dropped down having the emotion of of getting back
0: up and then you know what's going to happen so
2: so yeah we're excited I- but definitely excited for season three
0: I have to imagine that they'll extend it given the success of
2: yeah. Plus Apple TV. I don't know. My mom loves Apple TV, but uh, I, I, I absolutely
1: adore quality. Apple
0: TV. Apple uh, TV is is uh, amazing. Um, and on top of that, I mean, you know, we're not looking at like a twenty episode season each time. It's only you know 10, 12 episodes. So I think yeah, yeah, keep the uh, yeah this season I think there. was
2: one or two longer than the last season.
0: Um, yeah first that's season. why you had like
2: some
1: of those like filler episodes like the christmas one and yeah the beard one but yeah i honestly like i'm glad i like when shows have an ending um even though you know i've, I've mentioned before like my one of my favorite shows lost they kind of dug themselves in that hole where they're like we're gonna go four seasons and then they had to you know got renewed for two more now they're like now what so <laughs> whatever
0: Well, if you guys are not watching Ted Lasso, I don't know why you just sat through a spoiler review of it, but uh, go out and watch it, please. Get on it. Don't don't get attached to Nate. Yes, don't get attached to Nate. I think out of the three things we talked about, by far, this is probably the one we would all recommend the most, correct? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Um, So that was it as far as that stuff goes. Uh, Is there anything else we're watching that we just want to touch on real quick? Hands? Um, yeah, you know, I'm actually, well, I, I've actually went
1: back. I'm, I'm doing a lot of old rewatches or not oh. rewatches, but watches for the first time. Um, I'm actually probably after we, we're just going to finish up the second season of Broadchurch. If you have not Ooh. seen that, that is a fantastic show. Oh, you're David in Tenet. guy. I uh, dude, I love it. We love it. We're on, we're literally on the last episode of season two. Um, so, um, a very good, um a drama with olivia coleman and two doctor who's um i don't yeah. think really anyone like there's a i mean david tennant and olivia coleman i think they were the two biggest names in it um but great show um i know greg and greg me and you have watched midnight mass um uh, mm-hmm. so we're done that harry has not watched it but um Sorry. without digging too much into spoilers um mike flanagan it's a i, I he basically I feel like he runs Netflix now because he has so much <laughs> content on there. Um, very in the league of like Haunting of Hill House, which is my favorite show that Netflix has produced outside of like Ozark. Um, but yeah, I would suggest that. But definitely going back, like I think next after Broadchurch, I'm going to hit up The Wire and see. Oh, uh, I Ooh, not that. at that! I know. Uh, going through either.
2: the going through the Harry hits, I love it. Yeah. So what about what about you guys? What do you got here? Um, so, yeah, so I was going to say I did a couple trips to the movies, uh, you know, obviously didn't get out for Halloween kills cause I was seeing the last duel and bond, the new bond film, uh, great bow on, uh, on the series. So if you're a fan of any of the other Daniel Craig movies, my next, uh, go to is getting the wife to watch all of them. Um, and then, uh, have that, um, last duel, uh, a lot, uh, like, uh, Kurosawa's Rashomon, uh it's a story kind of told like that it's obviously it takes place in the 1300s um just kind of this uh old tale about a a woman who um basically was was you know assaulted and uh you know um her story uh to try to get out to the world um you know and how that went back then and still shines a light on issues we have today um so yeah kind of a little bit of a downer but um you know, has has some moments in it, and uh, Succession just came back. Uh, season uh, three just started on Sunday on HBO. Uh, just dropped, a fantastic show. Picks right up where season two left off. Not going to jump in any spoilers, but if you haven't seen Succession on HBO, it's an absolute hilarious drama-filled time uh, of a family. Um, I guess a rich family trying to deal with uh, the fall of uh you know not a fall of an empire but their father is basically looking to which which of the kids he's going to turn the keys over to and they're all fighting for the attention of that so 100 would highly recommend the show um again if you've seen lasso or if you've seen squid game and you're looking for more recommendations highly highly recommend that by the time you probably finish the first two seasons you'll be right in line with near the end of season three um because it'll drop i think it's like 10 episode season so um highly recommend that and then I know, you know, we'll probably hopefully be talking about the next episode, but Dune drops out soon. So if you're looking for a movie to go see, definitely that. Papa, what do you got on your uh, on your smorgasbord of content?
0: Hmm. So as Hans mentioned, I also watched Midnight Mass and I would recommend that. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Um, uh, watch very- that after you
2: watch Succession. But just that's my opinion.
0: <laughs> Succession is uh, two seasons. Midnight Mass is like seven episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a quick watch. And you don't uh, need a second season. Yeah. Dang. You got very me. creepy uh lots of um human drama in it as well as uh you know some supernatural goings on that uh you find out as the season progresses but um yeah definitely recommend that uh, but i would say squid game is better so watch that first uh mm-hmm. if you haven't seen squid game um that's it as far as oh you know what there is one other tv show i watched which is uh well i say tv show but um the movies that made us just dropped some new episodes on Netflix. Oh. Absolutely nice. love that show. Uh basically, if you haven't seen it, it takes each episode takes one movie, and it's kind of like a whole beginning to end making of the movie, but done very tongue-in-cheek style. They they interview cast and crew. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of uh comedy, but um, but it's uh it's pretty informative as well. And uh one of the recent episodes I just watched was on Aliens, the second Alien movie, and um, very, very interesting. Found out some stuff I didn't know, um, so I would say check that out if uh, if you're a fan. And they do all kinds of stuff. the The most recent season mainly focuses on like horror and sci-fi, although they do have a Coming to America episode, but. Um, I mean, they do all kinds of movies on, you know, Jurassic Park and Dirty Dancing and just all kinds of stuff. So highly recommend checking that out. Uh, and then as far as movies go, just kind of trying to dig my heels in with uh, horror stuff as it is the month of October. Uh, most recently, I watched the Movie original. Season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just watched the original 1931 Dracula starring Bela Lugosi. And then uh, um the original night of the living dead from the sixties. So, so my wife was very disinterested as uh, she walked by seeing me watch black and white movies. (laughs) (laughs) Media uh, turnoff for my wife as well. Yeah, but they are classics for a reason. So uh, I recommend uh, doing some Halloween watching of your own and going, checking out some spooky movies. That's it for me. Um, You guys have anything for the peeps? uh, Hair.
2: Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, I hope some of the recommendations we've had here at the end give you some content. If you've, uh, you know, if you stuck with us and watched uh, a garbage Halloween movie and, uh, some quality, uh, Netflix and Apple TV content. So, um, you know, hopefully you got something else to throw on your plate. Um, let us know what you're watching. Um, you know, give us a shout, um, you know, and let us know if there's something we're missing or you want us to talk about, um, you know, we'd love to hear it. Hands
1: um no uh you know follow me on twitter as i as i promote it every week um for uh sixers updates on ben simmons and you're gonna um, live some, tweet
2: the game tomorrow
1: no i'm probably gonna be too angry <laughs> um <laughs> we'll see who are they play new new orleans uh, actually oh yeah. you know what? i'll live tweet yeah uh, yeah you're not gonna, gonna listen. Listen. So... you're not gonna listen you're not gonna listen to this till friday so yeah. it won't It won't <laughs> circle back anyone listening go, go back I'll, and dig I'll, up those uh, tweets Maybe I'll live tweet on Friday. Cause I probably have a lot more to say on Friday after today's events of Ben Simmons. So, uh, Friday's probably going to be a lot more entertaining. Um, but my Twitter, phila P H I L a T T P, um, for trust the process, which I don't anymore. So I might have to change that. <laughs>
0: uh, and as for me, just the usual stuff, uh, Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. If you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. But as always, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, for another episode. And as always, live spicy. Spicy.